Welcome, welcome. This week, Diceratops presents Born to Fran Part 8, and it's all gone a bit timey-wimey. Fran the half-orc cleric ranger has quantum leaped into the body of his dad 20 years ago, heading out to kill the dragon on Titan Hill. Randy Dwarf and Halleck Tide are on Titan Hill now, wondering where Fran went, and also wondering where the dragon went. I'm Morgan Davy, the Dungeon Master. Let's dungeon some dragons. And welcome back to Diceratops Presents. It is the eighth part, I think this time, the eighth part of Born to Frun, where we are following the adventures of Frun Grothhild and his very good friend, Randy the Hill Dwarf, on their journey to uncover some of the secrets of uh, Frun's past. And there's a dragon and uh, there's this uh, other ranger and there's all kinds of complicated things. But you have seven some other episodes get caught up on all that stuff. Um, so before we uh, dive into the action properly, let's say a quick hello to everybody, starting with the player of Frun. It is Jared Baker. Hello, Jared. Kia and your very good friend, Randy the Hill Dwarf, played by Stephen Youngblood. Hi, Stephen. Hi, everyone. And Morg. <laughs> and, of course, we have Halleck Tide, played by Brendan Bennett. Hello, Brendan. Hi, Morgan. And joining us for the eighth part, his debut to this saga, but not his debut to Diceratops Presents, it's the return of Ford the Ranger, played by Wiramu Tuhiwai. Hey, Wiramu. Well met, Morg. Hooray. I think we're going to begin picking up with Fran, because when we left last time, Fran had uh, been holding this mysterious wand with a circly bit at the top that had begun to spin and then... The surroundings on Titan Hill had faded away and he'd found himself waking up in the body of his father, Hunk. Let's rejoin Frun in Hunk now. So, Hunk, Frun, you are in a hall. We'll, we'll just move on a scene from where we left you, um, looking into the mirror at, your, at yourself. Um, you have been kind of ushered along a corridor and down into the dining hall. It's the same dining hall that you experienced in the future as Frun, where uh, the great lord Fitch invited you for dinner and there were lots of things happening and you look around and it looks almost exactly the same. There's a, an, an extra painting up on one side that wasn't there before and a gap where a painting will appear in the future. But otherwise, it's, it's like even the table settings on the table look exactly the same. It's all very, very similar. And there are people all looking around and as you cross the threshold and enter, everyone falls silent and they all look at you with expectation on their faces and wait for you to speak we already did the oh boy part so uh <laughs> i guess we <laughs> move on from there um well i i i i, I said i survey them impassively for, for for a period of time letting letting this sort of pregnant pause build and then go all right where the fuck's the dragon <laughs> um there is uh, entering through one of the curtained alcoves is a elderly man and he's in a wheelchair. He's been pushed by a younger figure and the younger figure um, probably in his early teens is you recognize the Lord Fitch that you know in the future. And he is pushing his father wearing the robes of office and his father says, mm, Ranger Gothild, so glad to have you pledged to help us in our time of need. Dragon has been ravaging our crops, ravaging our lands. It is a wild and savage beast. It must be stopped by someone with the courage and the skill. You and your friend, 
are exactly the ones who have been sent by the gods, the gods of light. And he looks over to the priest acolyte, the younger version of the same one you know in the future, who nods sagely and says, that is right. You have my faith. We believe in you. And everyone cheers. Hooray! You look across the hall front and you see in the doorway standing, waiting for you, also wearing the cloak of the Rangers of the Raven, is none other than Ford. But Ford looks a little bit different to the Ford that you know now. Ford looks, well, what is, what is a notable difference, Ford? He has a great skincare routine to look after his face. <laughs> it's immaculate compared to the older, much worn, ridden face that from the nose from the future and future yeah. future ford let himself go is what you're saying <laughs> no i feel future ford got uh got dirty got down okay well uh, i'm i'm gonna stride over to ford and go hey uh good to see you man um you're looking really well uh what are we what are we doing here again Ah, <laughs> uh, you are a real hoot let me tell you but you're not getting out of this one. It's still your round. I'm not paying again. I've learned from the last 16 times I've already bought this. So uh, that's what you're doing. Yeah, no, no, I'm not falling for your old tricks again. <laughs> All right. Okay. So I guess we're, we're, we're killing the dragon, right? Yeah. Hooray! What? Everyone shouts all around. Yeah. Hooray! Hooray! Have we, have we done this before? Done, done what before? You know, the, the dragon murder part. Um, yes, we've... We've slayed many a dragons. Oh, what are shit. you doing? No, we haven't done any, have we? No, we haven't. <laughs> oh, we cannot wait until we kill another one. Cool. Okay. Cool. Um, do we? Do you have a? Do we have a plan? Um. So, uh, Ford pulls him. Uh, pulls a hunk aside. Uh, just the crowd bit. leans closer in. Of course, we have a plan. It was your plan, and we're going to stick with it right from. Plan step one, sorry, right through to step seven. Excellent. Did I did I write it down anywhere? By any yes. <laughs> you you did write it down, and then you told me to burn it. Oh. Because your great. mind is a steel trap. You don't forget anything. Not a thing. Never. Yeah, are you well? Are you are you okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, no, look, I'm really I'm really good. Um, yeah, we should like we we when we were. We were planning to start like we were leaving now, or were we to wait until the dragon slayers are leaving now? And everyone begins to chant and cheer. Good luck, dragon slayers! He's gonna kill the dragon. Well, okay. Um, let's. I guess we're going then. Let's go. Let's go. You're looking great, by the way, Ford. Um, you know, keep up whatever it is you're doing. Keep it up. So you step out into the um, exterior of the village, which it looks very much like the one that you passed through. Although there's, there's something a bit weird about it. And it, it takes you a little moment to realize that the thing that looks weird is that you're a good foot and a half or two feet shorter as a half orc in the future. Um, so all of the proportions look, look a little bit weird. <laughs> oh, it's like the opposite of when I went back to my old kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> the priest um, appears at your shoulder. Ranger Grothhild, before you depart, you told me yeah. that there was something you wanted to leave in my care. Oh, um, pat, pat myself down for a second and then lift a satchel containing uh, a, a book. I don't know a lot about temporal anom anomalies, but I, I want to avoid causing one, probably. 
Uh, here. I assume I won't be needing this. I will look after it until you return. Cool. That sounds great. I may be some time. The Lords of Light will support you and guide you. Are you sure you're not a man of faith, Ranger Grothild? Yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yes, yes, that was, that was, uh, that, that hasn't been, uh, my inclination. Actually, I have a, I have a son, I think is entering the priesthood, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to get over it. The priest takes the satchel and steps back and watches the two rangers embark on their adventure. We'll follow that satchel because I believe that satchel is currently in possession of Halleck Tide in the present timeline. So right now you and Randy are on an exposed patch of ground on top of the hill. Um, you've been winding up this net, this magical net that you took from the ogres. Um, you notice that you've got at your shoulder this this kind of weighty satchel and this just something something about it catches your attention like a, a sign from the past something shifts in it and it's uh, weight over your shoulder I take it out and have a look so Randy you see uh, Halleck <laughs> drop his end of the net and pull out this book and start flipping through it and it's fascinating all of the writing that's in it it's it's not uh vibrating it's shimmering shimmering is the word it's like every page you look there's light coming off the page at you hey uh halleck all that writing is shimmering like some strange light i don't i'm not very articulate at saying the way i'm describing it but like the way i'm thinking it is really articulate like shimmering lights um that's definitely Franz like dad's writing but it's the visual equivalent of vibrating yeah, exactly what's happening. It's vibrating, but with, like, vision. That's weird. Like, that's weird, right? Because we've lost Fran, and, you know, he's not in the net. I've checked that. He's not in the satchel. He's not in a hole, because there aren't any holes apart from the one with the tree in it. And Suddenly there is a there. shout, a scream even, bursting through the tree line nearby is one of the ogres, Loomis, you think. He's sprinting madly towards you. His arms are waving around. His look is just one of utmost terror. And then bursting through the tree line behind him is the dragon in hot pursuit. The ogre is running towards you. The dragon is right after him. What do the two of you do? Randy gets out his great hacks and runs straight towards Loomis, charging with like a, a, a like an excited, deadly bloodlust of joy in his face. Sprints towards Loomis, and just as he as he as he nears, gets to him, leaps up and jumps onto Loomis's shoulders and springboards um, to try and launch himself in towards the path of the dragon. All right, Halleck. Yeah, Halleck's going to uh, put drop the book, pull out his crossbow and um, get ready, get in position to fire. All right, um, cool. You drop the book, pull the crossbow, look for position, and you look up and you can see flames, just this burst of fire that engulfs the ogre. And Randy, as you try and leap over the top of it, I need you to make a saving throw for me. It's going to be a dexterity saving throw, and I will make one for uh, Loomis. Dexterity. Loomis rolls a natural most... 20 on his saving oh, throw. Loomis. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, well, Loomis got, must have got a boost from my leap because I got a 10. Oh, okay. So you got a 10. That means that you take the full punishment of 54 points of damage from oh. the dragon's oh. flame. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, all right. 54 points. 
Oh, great. Randy now has two hit points, team. <laughs> he's loving it. He's fine. He's, he's, he's singed. He's in blisters, but he's fighting a dragon. If this is how Randy goes, this is it. You, you hear him just yell out, I regret nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so you are cutting right the through the middle of the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, Halleck, do you, are you kind of waiting to fire until? I think after? I want to. Yeah, Halleck wants to kind of like roll sideways uh-huh. out, cool. out of the out of the path. Yep. He shouts out at the dragon. Listen, in terms of fighting Randy, you're you're at best fourth in line. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um, Randy, give us give us your best attack roll against a dragon. You need oh, a plus seventeen is what we've previously established. That is a twenty-four. Woohoo. That's good. For the first attack. And then um, Randy just knowing he's got two he's near the end. Um, so he's he he cleaves the axe down in front of the on the dragon's jaw, mm-hmm. so the snout, um, yep. and to split the jaw in two, and then uses that as a cantilever to slide into the dragon's mouth, <laughs> where he where he uses the the, the momentum from the axe to make a second, um, it's a final attack on the um, dragon, uh, which uh, misses. Okay. It's interesting <laughs> that you use the word a final attack. <laughs> goes for the uvula um <laughs> all right so so your your first strike does how much damage uh, 11 11 damage all right and then you land within the dragon's mouth mm, and mm. ready your next strike ready my next strike but i'm poised <laughs> with the axe near the like in between the dragon's teeth so that at least he can't chomp like i'm just kind of turtling cool. so he can't be chewed down <laughs> but the axe is, is to provide a wedge. Okay, so Halleck, you, you have uh, called out the order of battle to this dragon, um, but now that Randy's inside its mouth, you're not entirely sure that will be honoured by the dragon. So so what are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to have to try and take the dragon out before it can kill Randy so that I can fight Randy. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I do. I'm going to fire some crossbow bolts. My bees are now too exhausted to propel the attacks. But the first one is a 24. That's a good strike. Then a miss and a miss. Six damage. All right. So a flurry of um, crossbow bolts come flying towards the dragon and uh, pepper the um, armor plates around its its face. Again, this uh, strange kind of shadowy gray color to its, to its scales. It reacts a little bit to the... Um, the bolt that strikes it reels back shakes its mouth back and forth with uh, mandy with mandy (laughs) mandy's a whole different wolf with randy inside and um, (laughs) tries to tries to dislodge you by just hurling you away i'm going to give it a uh a strength roll and it's a dragon so it gets a big 22 can i have a strength roll from you please randy Uh, absolutely strength being um not a good time nine not well contested cool okay so um you're inside the dragon's mouth for a moment and then you go flying out you you just crash into some trees and fall back into them the the dragon is just kind of this big shape that's lost to you in the trees as you land um inside some kind of structure and um, Halleck, from your perspective, you see this this huge dragon turn back towards you, 
look down to where Loomis was. Loomis has kind of scampered away in a different direction and um, looks back towards you again and locks eyes at you. Can I have a perception roll? No, make it an insight roll from you, please. Uh, okay. He's got a thorn in his foot. <laughs> Twelve. As the dragon looks at you, you have this sense of intent behind it that it's communicating something to you is it intimidation is it a warning is it a does it have a thorn in its foot you can't quite interpret what is going on but there's this this sense that it is trying to send you some clear communication and then it kind of thrashes away from you a tree gets knocked over and suddenly the last thing you see is its tail disappearing as it thunders away through the trees in a different direction leaving you and uh um randy un untouched for the moment Untouched. Well, un untouched. <laughs> well, man, neither of us escaped at all. Uh, I'll, I'll scoop up the book and I'll run towards where, where I saw Randy flying through the, yeah. when I saw his trajectory. <laughs> cool. So you run and you rejoin Randy in this little, little structure. It's a, um, you're a kind of nature kind of ranger guy. This is a animal spotting hide. It's um, like a little structure that has been built and maintained over some many years, probably where people can get in and peek out the side and observe animals in their natural environment. Um, it's pretty Spartan, but it's nicely, kind of nicely, um, nicely built, except for the fact that it has been wrecked. Um, there's a big hole in one of the walls that Randy kind of landed in. Um, the roof got torn off some long time ago. So this thing has, has suffered some damage and there is signs of um, weather working its magic over the place as well. So Randy is kind of... Chuffed. Randy is stoked. He's like <laughs> lying prone on the ground. He's got a his pile of albia, albia feathers from an albia nest. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And he's just like thrusting his axe in the air going, Yes! Yes! I was inside a dragon's mouth. Oh, my God. Did you see that? I was, I was in a dragon. I was in the dragon's mouth and I like, I was going to like cut, cut his fire out and like keep some of the fire for me. And then, and then he, he shook me and I wasn't able to hold on, but Oh man, that was, that was an amazing adventure. Randy, I, I must, I must insist that you stay alive. <laughs> well, I, yeah, okay. I am alive. I have plans for you. Oh, is it like a holiday? Is it another adventure? Are we going on another secret mission? Because I'm on a secret mission right now with my friend Fran, but I don't know where Fran is. Basically. Well, that's a perfect transition point. So let's, <laughs> let's jump back to the past. As Fran and uh, Fran in the body of Hank, of Hank and Ford are embarking on their, on their adventure, approaching Titan Hill. Are you approaching Titan Hill? What are you doing, the two of you? Where would you say we are now, Ford? I say we are now at Titan Hill. What is up with you? Man. Well, if I was to tell you uh, that my son had time-travelled back from the future and inhabited my body, what would you say? I, I, uh, I would say you, you, you're drunk, uh, you're, you're, you're trolleyed, and you're probably in the best mindset to kill a dragon. Excellent. Sounds good. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, it, sound, it, do, it does sound a little bit crazy, doesn't it? Uh, uh, so, a lot crazy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably the last person I'm going to tell about that. Um, let's, uh, I, guess, I guess we're 
do you do you want me the start the fire? The to for the for the arrows we're going to be using. Oh, the the flame flaming arrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because you know how we because you know how you've already done the oil part, and then Look. we just shoot the arrows, and the, and then the ever burning fire will just pause the blue dragon because you know how blue dragons get. But then you get up to it, and then you hit the thing on the belly. Like you see, there's like a scale thingy or something like a diet, like a, like a stone or something in, in the belly, and then you, you loosen it or something. Ah, so this is, this is a, it's a blue dragon. Yeah, that's After. what they that's ah. what they told us we're killing. Why? I just I'd look. I just thought I'd seen it uh, before. Wasn't must have been a different dragon. Um, there's only one dragon here, man, and we've been here for like months scouting yeah. and planning methodically. Okay. You are so methodical with your plans. Slightly. That Slightly Slightly. sideways question. Have you ever heard of a grey dragon? Well, yeah, but not in these parts. We're here to kill a blue dragon. This dragon is blue. What? what, What's... Yeah, okay. No, no, just just cool. That's that's cool. That's, um... Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Are you okay? Look, I just obviously, uh, you know, they're they're pre-fight celebration. Yeah, this whole thing with Imogen, this is gonna... You said you were over this. Do we need another chat? Do we need to have a heart to heart? Do you need yeah, to pull out the guitar and sing to... another song? Is that what's going to need to happen? I'll grab the guitar. Look, I think, okay, and I've, I've, I mean, I've got the horn, so just to, just accompany you on the on the horn, so. Okay, I'll grab the guitar. Um, <laughs> Come on. No, look, honestly, we probably did enough of that last night. No, no, I just, no, I just no. probably had You've a few too many You told me that we need to sing our feelings out, and we're going to sing it out right now. Come on. Okay, it's hard to sing while I'm playing the horn, so you're going to have to do the vocals. No. Oh. I'll do the vocals, but then you got to do your part as well with the horn. Yep. Okay? Mm-hmm. Whenever I feel blue, I think of you too. Tell me your feelings, even the sword that are stealings. Whenever I'm in the funk, I turn to my friend Hunk, and this is what he used to say. Yeah. Alright. Um <clears throat> That was amazing. There is a sound of applause from nearby. Clap, 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 clap. <laughs> there is a um a, a person kind of approaching the two of you. It's a it's a half elf. It looks kind of young in his maybe low twenties. Um, he's like, wow, that was cool. That was really cool. Hey, you've come to Titan Hill. Thanks. Yeah. Um, where have you seen any dragons around here? Ah, you yeah. must be the, you must be the elf of the oil. Oh uh, no, no, that must be some of my friends. Some of my friends. Oh right, got, yeah, you know the um, the Beast Spotting Society. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm okay. a member of the oh. Beast Spotting Society. They're up the they're up the hill a ways. We can um, I, oh, I'll take um, you up to our favourite hide. I think yeah. I've got eyes on a dragon. Nice. Let's do this. Perfect. Okay. How you how, how are you going? Are you like here to uh, here to see it? Yeah, we we thought we thought we'd um we thought we'd we'd start by observing it. Yeah, good, 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 good. I've never 
never been able to get a dragon myself. <laughs> quite excited. Quite oh, excited. Yeah, I'm a bit of a bit of a collector, you know. Oh. Been working on the owl bears. There's a whole lot of different species of owl bears. Yeah. Did you know? Oh, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I did actually. Um, I've met a few of them. Have you? Um, have you met many? Oh, big, I mean, a big step up from owl bears, bears to dragons, though, isn't it? Well, it is. It is. But you've got to take the opportunities when they come, don't you? When you're a beast spotter. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My name's Sullivan. Hi, Sullivan. I'm um, fr- uh, ha- Hunk. 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 Good. Yeah. And I'm for Ord. Thanks, buddy. Just, you know, this, you know, just, I've just had so much to drink last night. I forgot my own name. Yeah. Um, uh, and, you know, our plan. Uh, but that's all right. We'll get there. We'll get there. You know, should be able to, should be able to deal with this. Mm. Um, cool. So Sullivan um, uh, leads you up a path to uh, where you can see this, this little structure that is nestled in a nice little posse on the side of Titan Hill. It's a little hide. Oh, looks like they're not around at the moment. It's just, just the three of us for now. Got, okay. some, got some tea here if you want some. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, you guys get starting on the tea. I'll get starting on the firing, the fiery arrows that we need for the, for the oil. Uh, yep. Okay. Let's let's get started. Um, yeah. well, cool. cool. And you can see, yeah. right out over there on that little ridge, see that little bump, yep. that little kind of bluish, grayish bump. That's a dragon. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Should we? Better get onto those arrows then, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I'm keen. Let's go. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for that, Sullivan. What are you going to use the arrows for? Oh, we're um. When you want to draw, we're both keen uh, wildlife artists, and when you want to draw an, a, um uh, a creature and it's getting dark, sometimes you need to add a bit of extra light so you can see all the features and, and really appreciate them. And particularly with something like a dragon, you know, you want. You want a bit of firelight to sort of give the, the, the scales a bit of a gleam. Yeah. Really left field thinking there. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, yeah. Very I mean, impressed by the two yeah. of them. I mean, especially the special oil that we got. It's, uh, what did you say it was? It was kind of like uh, oil of ever burning or something like that. Something to that, that kind of uh, description. And, mm. and, and it's all been like, you know, you know magically. So that when we shoot the fire... The, the arrows into the oil once the dragon's in the oil then we can trap it for us to kill it right hank 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 i don't think old sullivan's gonna be into that mate i think um yeah yeah um just to to, to, to kill it it's a, it's it's like that's what we talk about when we get a really good picture of a dragon with like we've really you've you've nailed well, that Killed it! You've absolutely killed it. Yeah, killed it. Yeah, for the for, for the for the artistic eye, you have just oh, just, just killed the, killed the, the hell out of that. that, how, that, that, oh, that the artistic vibe killed it dead. Dead. Good luck. Um, I'm I'm probably going to be staying staying back here. I don't want to get too oh, close yeah. to the uh, close to the thing, but um. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've got my uh, got my trusty knife in case. Anything, anything goes a bit wrong? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do a lot. Yeah, oh, yeah, great. Good luck on your uh, on your mission to. Great, thank you. Get a great picture. I can't wait to see it. it y- y- yep. 
just get I'll just get my pen and paper out. I I'll, I'll, maybe I'll get it out when I'm closer because I don't want to I don't want to drop it or get a parchment could catch a light. Uh, good. That. Then I would have, I'd have nothing to draw the dragon on. Um, yeah, yeah. Shall we? Okay, we know where it is now. Shall we go and you want to get a bit closer because it might see the fire or. Are you seriously okay? Yeah, no, look, I'm fine. Um, or should I, like, should I call it? I mean, I speak draconic. Just call it closer and then we... What did we have for breakfast yesterday? Um, porridge? With? Honey? Okay. Cream? And cream. Okay. Yeah, sure. Let's let's go over. Okay. Oh, Helico, I found this knife. It's pretty cool. I found it stabbed into this picture of I think it's a dragon, or it might be like a pony. I don't know, or maybe it's an owlbear. But like, I get a free knife now. Unless you want a knife, but this knife's mine. I mean, it's fine. It's just like finders keepers, as far as I'm concerned. Randy. Hooray! <laughs> I'm gonna call you Pointy. Miss, <laughs> yeah, pointy knife. That's, that's your name. Every good knife should have a name, and this is this is a knife. <laughs> On the back of the the drawing of the dragon slash albier is a list of different albier species with the date on which they were spotted. Brown albiers, black albiers, just like I told you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no blue albiers, are there? Oh, wait. There aren't any on this list. Do you know any blue albiers? Like, what other colors can they be? Brown? Not green, I guess. Uh, maybe there's a black albier. Maybe there's like a top half black and a bottom half brown. Or you can hear the sound of a tree brown. being ripped out of the ground somewhere. Somewhere. <gasps> maybe there's another albier. Or the dragon. Ah, oh, yes. Round two. Brilliant. Or three. Randy, we may need to rethink our strategy here. Hmm. Yes, and I right. fear that we've been betrayed by your so-called companion. What, Mr. Knifey? Mr. Pointy? No, he's, 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 I just found him. He's okay. No, your, your friend Fran. Oh. oh I no, think no, your no, friend no. Fran just... has foully pre- betrayed us. Foully betrayed us? I mean, I mean that's, that's my friend you're talking about, and he's Fran. And he, he can't betray us. He's, he wouldn't. Besides, he's just gone missing completely innocently. That was my um, staff he took. What, 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 what did he take? The, the staff that I found, just as you found that knife. I found the staff. Oh, Finders want, keepers. Do you want, you can have this knife if, you, if it means that much to you. No, Here I... Here you go. There was, there was... Thank you. Oh, oh good. There we go. All better. There we but go. This, I, had, I was on a mission. I, I thought I was pretty clear about that. And now you've got your knife back. Good work. All right. So, um, front is gone, uh, and we have a knife, but you have the knife now, and there's a dragon, and I think we should change our strategy. I think instead of this time me leaping into the air, you should definitely throw me. Throw me right at the dragon. He will not suspect me to do that again. Well, then we could rig up some kind of catapult. But to fire dwarves. Yes, I have seen sieges where they've catapulted dead bodies, so catapulting a soon-to-be-dead body shouldn't be too different. Randy now has, like, has, he's taken the picture of the owlbears and, like, scrubbed them out and just repurposed the paper into a dwarf, uh, dwarf and catapult sketch plan. It's all the stick <laughs> figures 
and the arrows and strange symbols that can't possibly be right. <laughs> but impo- and impossible physics. But he's 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 just he's he's focusing on this. this is, how this is how many hit points does Randy have at the moment? How obvious? Oh, he's 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 got two. His beard is right. like his his skin is like a burnt okay. umber. So it's obvious to Halleck that Randy is. Uh, very yeah. close to keeling over here. Randy is in pain. Halleck is, is about to like pat him on the shoulder to ask if he's okay, but then he hesitates for fear that that pat would remove his last two hands. <laughs> <laughs> just, just pus comes back <laughs> when you lift your hand. Oh, the hot plate armor is still scorting inside. <laughs> just being steam cooked. Randy, I, I think you need to get help. Oh, no, I've, I'm fine. I always talk like this. Don't worry. I, I think I could probably find some more berries for you. Oh, I mean, they were nice. Um, but, I mean, you don't want to throw me at a dragon. I don't I don't think the berries would, would kill him. I don't think dragons eat berries. I mean, uh, for healing, you'd... Oh, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Um, There's the sound I, of another tree getting torn up and this time smashed into another tree. Oh, that sounds... Maybe someone's helping us make getting the catapult ready. Um... We better, we better all get building the, maybe they're building their own catapult. Mm, that's what I would do. Randy, Randy gets up, takes his plans, folds it in his in his upper armor pocket. <laughs> <laughs> um, runs excitedly out to find the noise. Um, I think even Randy would know he's down to two hit points, so he's feeling very fragile. <laughs> takes a deep breath and um, gets a second wind, if you will, and sort of just steals himself and is like, right. Randy's back. Okay, so Randy leaves the hide and starts bounding up towards the uh, um, the sounds. But, it, but every so often, stopping to like call Halleck Tide with like a yep. "Come on!" Yeah. Well, I want to take on. advantage of this observation platform that we yep. are in mm-hmm. to try and do a little bit of observation. <laughs> see if I can um, spot what's making the noise, whether it's the dragon or whatever. Sure. Like the- if you want to be smart about it. <laughs> The noise is definitely being made by the dragon um, with a bit of patience. You see the shape of its its wings and its tail turning as another tree gets ripped up and smashed as the dragon is, it just seems to be damaging, damaging the, the trees. And um, then there is a boulder that flies through the air. Um, the sound of uh, stone being clawed at viciously by its... Um, horrendous draconic claws is this a place that we pass through um where it's attacking where it's doing stuff uh it's no actually um it's not terribly far from um where you started out um that the open space where the concealed entrance to the the hideaway is so what color is it what color is this dragon it's a it's a gray kind of color Hmm. randy i i think there's more going on than Meets the eye. You want me to shoot it in the eye? I can't. I can't really. I mean, okay. I was going to use my axe, but there seems to be some hidden purpose in what this dragon is doing. Randy I think we of... should get closer and observe it. Well, I was getting closer, but you called me back here to tell me that we should come and get closer uh, to the dragon. Yes, I don't think we should observe it from inside its mouth. Well, I mean, potato, potato, right? Yes, potatoes, delicious. Mm. <laughs> I like a good potato. Well, there's no time so, for potatoes now. Are you at least, with me? yes, we do. 
I, I think we should sneak closer and see if we can observe what the dragon's doing. Ah, yes, sneaking. My, my, my main skill. <laughs> Let's, <laughs> let us both sneak. You can follow me if you'd like, or uh, I can Be- follow you. Babs, uh, I'll lead the way. Some significant different dis- distance ahead. <laughs> As you wish. <laughs> anyway, Ford, what I think we should do is maybe we should sneak closer and just to see what that dragon's up to. If it's not see. up to much. Uh, oh, look, we can even chat to it. Dragons are smart. We'll find out what it wants. Why is it, you know, why is it bothering with this shitty little town? You know, That's exactly the... what I said yesterday. And you told me that is the worst idea I could ever have. And now you're saying it's the best idea that we have right now? Um, okay. Well, I mean, hey. Yeah, look, yeah. look sometimes... Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, as you as you know, uh, uh, I am uh, I I hunk Grothild can be sometimes from time to time a massive dick, and yesterday was obviously one of those days. Um, and and sometimes you just need to say someone else's idea out loud in your own voice to realize that it's a good idea. But it was your idea, and I think we should go with it. I, th- I think we should go with it. I think we should sneak, and um, uh, maybe maybe there's something in that shimmering, vibrating book thing that will help us. Well, what do you I'll, think? I'll have a look. I suppose reading can be the greatest adventure of all. <laughs> no, fighting a dragon is definitely the greatest adventure of all. Try fighting a dragon inside its mouth. That's a great time. I'll open up the book and have a have another look. Okay, <laughs> you open up the book. And you have another look. The shimmering, shimmering writing. It's hard to kind of fix your eyes on it properly, but there's something very interesting going on here. Can I have an intelligence-based role, please, from Halleck? Probably the best person to do an intelligence-based role <laughs> out of the two of us. Fifteen. Fifteen. So you are you are kind of sneaking your way towards the um, the noise that this dragon is making, and you lay fingers on the edge of this book and the shimmering light that's that's coming through the writing suddenly leaks across and runs across your fingers and then you have this flash a vision of two people that you don't recognize sneaking through the undergrowth of titan hill and you have the sense that they are so close that you could whisper and they could hear you um what, what do your half orc guys see there, Halleck died? Rangers. It? Rangers. The greatest no. of all the classes. That's what we uh, are. We are the greatest of all the classes. And I'm telling you. Some people say that one ranger in a party is too many, but I say the more the better. The more the better. So, Hunk, whatever you decide to do right now, rather than go to the initial plan, which was to light the dragon on fire and burn it, as be all crispy and charcoal-like, but no, we're going to leave it blue. As blue as can be. Nice, clean blue dragon, not a burnt-up black-grey dragon. Because that's what happens when you burn a dragon. But no, let's, let's just creep up to the dragon. Let's just mm-hmm. see what happens. Let's just see what happens. So let's just, yeah, well, let's just see what happens, right? If we uh, sneak up and read the book to the dragon, then maybe we can... Put it to sleep? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, that's what happens when Fran reads to me at night. And then, like, I go to sleep. And he reads me these really nice stories. This is his tone, you see. Um, 
it's the stories as well, but also the way he talks. I All just... right, we'll, we'll need to keep the volume down. We're getting close now. <laughs> okay, sorry. Fran slash Hank, you heard this whispering voice. You're pretty sure that was Halleck's voice. I, I definitely thought, I think we might be like changing tack, having a chat to this dragon. I, like the more I think about it, the more convinced I am that that's the right call that you were, you were right all along and that my dad, I mean, Hunk, uh, was a massive tool and uh, the, things, the things that he would have chosen to do, that I would have chosen to do, left to my own devices without you here uh, guiding me, um, would have left to like decades of unintended consequences. Um, so should we just go and let's get a bit closer and see what this dragon's about? It's just, we'll just keep sneaking. Can you sneak? Okay. I'm a sneak. Yeah, I, yeah. I can, I can apparently, I can apparently sneak. You're one of the best sneakers. Of course you can sneak. <laughs> right, give us a sneaking roll. Halleck, you could hear, you could hear that conversation going on and as long as you're kind of connected to the book, you can hear those, those noises from those ranges. 22. 15. 22 and 15, does that mean anything to you? <laughs> uh, it, neither of which are prime numbers, but maybe they're divisible by themselves and by three and by five and by... And 22 is not a prime but it's divisible by 11 in itself. And then I'm... <laughs> Randy goes down this whole maths whirlpool. <laughs> just like, if you multiply 22 by 15, then you end up with... You sneak <laughs> over the ridge and you get a look at this dragon curled up and it's curled up asleep on a open bit of ground right next to a tree, a tree that you recognize from Hunk because it is split. This is where the entrance to Imogen's secret chamber is. The dragon's curled up right next to it. The dragon is this weird, it's, it's blue, but it's kind of a deeper blue. Um, there's kind of layers to it and it shifts a big wing, the size of this wing, enough to um, send little boulders rumbling down the hill. It's enormous, and it's quite scary to look upon, but it seems for all the world to be asleep right now. I don't think this is a regular blue dragon. I mean, I, I know we've never encountered one, but as, as rangers, we've, we've, we've studied these, and these are, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this before. It's always been written about, but... Never any drawings. Uh, As you, you, we could, we could, we could do a drawing. We could start. To, no, no, we'll just, we'll, we'll just, we'll just move on. I just, I, like, here's an, here's an interesting thing. Here's an interesting thing, is that I, hypothetically, blue dragons, usually not known for their fire, are they? No. This is a test. No, just, I'm just talking out loud, just saying things, just, 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 just having chats. Um. I mean, it's scary, but I don't know. While we're sneaking, should we go and check out that tree? I just that. I mean, it's right next to it. But do you reckon we could? Why are we? Aren't we here? The, we're here for the dragon. Why are we going to the to the tree? Just I just I'm, look. I'm interested. I guess I guess it's I guess it's this kind of thing. We're acting. We're dragon assassins at this point, right? We've been told go and go and kill the dragon, but it's an it's a sentient being. Um, we're just we're just going to kill this thing, going along to kill this thing without finding out what it's about. What is it? It's got hopes and dreams. It might have children. It might have, maybe it's got uh, uh, 
uh, uh, uh, a husband. Uh, you, we don't know anything about. I mean, did, I mean, do dragons get married? I'm not sure. Um, maybe it's maybe it's got a whole lot of them. Maybe it's got several husbands. I don't know um, how how all of that works in the in the dragon world. But you know, I just I feel uncomfortable uh, just just straight up murdering. A I can straight up murder that dragon. I, I'm really into it. Like, let's just let's just have a look at what it's doing. Okay, as you, it's, as you approach. Do you have have you? Uh, I was sneaking a, a, a bit ahead. Yep. Um, I rolled a twenty-four for excellent stealth. Uh, Randy right. did not roll. Okay, uh, that's fine. You you don't you don't need to roll because this, the, the dragon is the opposite of sleeping. It is um, just thrashing its way through the undergrowth, um, pausing to rip up shrubs and then scrabble at the ground, and its head lifts up and it roars and blasts fire into the air. And um, so you're, you're stealthy enough to get close enough to kind of follow it and get a good eye on what it's doing with Randy approaching from behind. Does it look like it's searching for something? It looks exactly like it is searching for something. And it looks furious. And I'm going to give you another, another chance at an insight check. Randy, you can be involved in this as well if you want. Fantastic. Love me an insight. 14. 14 as well. 14 and 14. And okay. then, oh, inside, no, uh, sorry, 17. Cause I get a 17. Um, Halleck, once yeah. again, the, there's something about its behavior, something about what it's doing that is just out of your reach, just out of your grasp. But Randy, you get there and you look and you, you watch as this enormous beast just tears up the countryside, looking frantically around for something and moving forward, moving ever forward. And then as it, moves its head you understand what it's doing it's flinching it's flinching from some invisible force that is causing it pain and then it's continuing its search i think i really heard it i think it must have been like my massive x x blow because you can tell like it's flinching all the time and like it looks like it's just remembering the x blow (laughs) well i mean it is a great x as soon as Randy mentions it, Hallett, you can see it too. It's it's whole behavior. It's like it's getting struck by some invisible force that's making it convulse with pain. I've seen this before when people are attacked by ghost bees, <laughs> but there are no there are no ghost bees there. It's like there's some kind of what ghost, if you can't ghost bees. What if you can't see the ghost bees because they're not your ghost bees, and then maybe they're just like invisible ghost bees? It's too terrible to even imagine. Hmm. And yet here I am imagining it. It's a horrible beauty that is the ghost bee. Ghost bee. Stinging. There's no doubt that it's haunted by something. Maybe we should ask it. Hey, dragon. What? Dragon. You seem right. haunted. As Randy calls out to the dragon to gather its attention, um, it's like it's a dragon with dragon senses. It pauses, goes rigid. Its tail swishes and slowly it turns its enormous head with flames licking from its muzzle to do- look directly towards where you are, Randy. But we'll cut away from there to that same draconic face nestled asleep with slightly different coloration, very close to where Fran Hank and Ford are at the moment. Are you, where, where are you? What are you doing? Are you trying to sneak past it? I'm going to try and open up the tree. Ford, are you there as well? I'm, I'm helping him. Yep. Okay. Can I have stealth rolls from the two of you, please? Uh, 19. 15. 
15. The two of you make your way carefully past this dragon, picking your steps, and you can feel it's the weight of its breath as it rests, as it dreams, as whatever is happening inside it. It curls a bit closer around itself. It wing, its wings tighten. Um, Ford, you're probably a bit puzzled by what's happening as um, Hank just makes his way past the dragon to the split tree. And then as he reaches it very close to the dragon, like 15 feet away from the dragon, 20 feet away from the dragon, suddenly the tree widens slightly. And you can see that there is an entranceway to an underground chamber that just magically opens up as Hank approaches it. Oh, by the order of the raven. What is it? <laughs> well, I'm not really sure. Let's let's just check it out anyway. Maybe we should get inside quickly before the dragon uh, notices yeah, anything's up. Sure, I'm I'm right behind yeah. you. Okay, let's let's get in there. Let's see. Is there any way to close this? Well, as you you um get up to the steps forward, and um you're following Hunk down the steps that have emerged inside, and you glance over at the dragon, and you see the dragon's eye is open and looking directly at you. And burning in that eye is fire. And in that fire, you see for an instant what feels like a vision of hell. And then the dragon lifts up its head slowly and opens its jaws and then starts to come down after you. And I think that might be where we're going to end this this particular episode. Um, Cool. That was uh, some very complicated dragon time <laughs> shenanigans. It was all a dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, wonderful. So uh, thank you very much, Wiramutu Hiwai. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. And, uh, Brendan Bennett. Thank you. Yay, Brenda. Stephen Youngblood. Yay, me. And Jared Baker. Hello. Yay, Jared. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> and I am Morgan don't, David, don't the Dungeon Master. Thank you. There will be probably another episode after this. I don't think we're going to finish on that cliffhanger. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Bye. 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 This has been Diceratops Presents Born to Front Part 8. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing us. It is very exciting when people say they like the show. Live show information is coming soon. Watch for news on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, all at DiceratopsNZ. Our website is Diceratops.nz. Players today were Jared Baker, Brendan Bennett, Stephen Youngblood, and the returning Wiramutuhiwai. I'm Morgan Davey. We are Diceratops. We love games, and our shows are for everyone.